Hello, and welcome to the Female Founder Friday podcast with me, Lindsay White. I'm passionate about helping female entrepreneurs be great leaders, build high-performing teams, and create inspiring workplace cultures through innovative talent programs and practices. Because when people feel like they belong at work, they deliver their very best and businesses thrive. The Female Founder Friday podcast is all about connecting with the most incredible female entrepreneurs to talk about their journey to creating their own business, the mistakes they've made along the way, and how they view their own leadership. And I'm challenging all of my guests this season to take my leadership style quiz, and during each episode, we'll be digging into their leadership style and how it impacts the way they lead in their life and their business. And if you're interested in learning more about your leadership style and want some of my top tips to help you lead more effectively, you can take the quiz right now. Just check out the show notes or head over to highvoltageleadership.ca and click on the button at the top of the page that says, take the quiz. Then you can share your results, connect with my guests and join the conversation on Instagram by following me at highvoltleadership. Awesome. Well, my guest on this week's episode is Steph Gillis. She's a business coach and is really dedicated uh, in the same way that I am to empowering women who are experiencing that burnout um, to really make a difference and make a profit by launching purpose-driven online businesses. And I love this idea that she really believes that everyone deserves the freedom and flexibility uh, that comes with owning their own business. And she's going to talk to us a little bit today about her own experience with burnout and exhaustion, uh, which is something uh, I know that's been impactful on her, her career. So Steph, thank you so much for being with me today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, and I, I, I love this idea that you've taken sort of your experience and now use that in order to really support others who are experiencing the, that space of burnout, that deep level of exhaustion. So many of us have been there. So, you know, tell us about your journey and your story to becoming a female founder. Sure. So many years ago, I really struggled with trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I bounced around to a lot of jobs and decided I finally settled on getting a social work degree okay. and work, started working in the nonprofit field. And so, um, as you probably know, in the nonprofit field, you work a lot, you don't yeah. get paid a lot, yeah. and you usually have to work more hours than um, than you have, like yeah. you have more work than you have hours for. And so I had worked at a, a bunch of different jobs and I enjoyed, I really enjoyed the purpose behind the work. Yeah. I enjoyed the difference that you're making in people's lives. I enjoyed, you know, the, the mission of the organization, yeah. but I just found that I was working so hard for someone else and I really struggled with that. Yeah. And so it was always my dream to have my own business. And so in 2020, in 2020, when the pandemic started, I was working for a small nonprofit where I was one of the only full-time staff members. Wow. So I was running an entire organization by myself, yeah. which was a lot of work, if you can imagine. Yeah. And they laid me off at the beginning of the pandemic. And so I didn't have, I wasn't going to work. I mean, yeah. it was great. It was yeah. right during the beginning of summer. And so I yeah. took summer off and it was wonderful, but it really made me realize that this was the time to figure out what I really wanted to do yeah. instead of just like going along with whatever, you know, the world was throwing at me. I was like, this was my opportunity to, to decide on yeah. my course of my life and yeah. my future. And so that's kind of when I thought about different business ideas. And in the past I had um, taken some certifications in interview coaching and resume writing. Yeah. And so I initially started my business as a resume writer and career coach. 
where I was helping people get back to work, you know, get promotions, you know, get new jobs, that kind of stuff. But what I really found is that in a lot of my clients, there was this desire to start a business. Mm. They wanted to start something on the side, you know, they were kind of excited about their job, but it wasn't like something they were super sold on. Right. And so they were, and a lot, I ended up telling a lot of people, you know, you probably should get a business coach instead of a career coach. And then I ended up talking myself out of work. So I created a business coaching program in order to help those people who are interested in starting a business, uh, be able to get that going and get that started. Oh, I love that. You know, the pandemic, I mean, there were like, like there was a lot of negatives. Like, let's be clear. It was a very traumatic time. I think for so many of us, we're still kind of dealing with the fallout of that. I mean, we've gone from a, a health crisis to a mental health crisis, but, but I love for you that it was a time of reflection and like, wait a minute, I want to work with purpose. I want to have impact in the work that I do where does that lead me? Um, and how can I create something of my own? Um, I, I love, I love that that was one of the outcomes of such a negative time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I work with a lot of people like in the past, I've worked with a lot of people who are, who have been laid off they yeah. have placement agencies and stuff like yeah. that. And I always encourage them to take a moment to obviously grieve the situation because yeah. even though it happened, it was still really, really hard because it was yeah. a job that I loved and sure. it, was, it was really something I was really enjoying doing. But, you know, you take the time to grieve and then you take that as an opportunity to move your career or your job into something new or to start a business or to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I love that you bring that up because, you know, losing your job, I think is one of the top five most stressful things that can happen to you in your life. It, like right up there with going through a divorce, the death of a loved one, you know, having your house burned down, like for real, like it is a very traumatic experience. And, and whether you have, whether you've been laid off, you've been fired or downsized, or you felt like you had to resign because perhaps you were like me and worked in a really toxic environment. That's really traumatic. It's very stressful. And you're right. It deserves some space. You really need the um, container to just have the feelings you need to feel. Absolutely. I mean, my my work experience was equally toxic yeah. as well as I loved the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little bit of both. So yeah. it was like a good thing, but also you're grieving this yeah. end because it's an end of something. You end. always have to grieve an end of something. So even if right. it's the best thing that's ever happened. So. Yes. Well, and it's not just the end of a job. For some of us, I think it's like the end of what could be. We maybe had a mm-hmm. career, you know, we had a vision for our career. Um, and it, sometimes it's an end of that vision. Does I mean, it doesn't mean your career comes to a halt clearly. Um, you know, that's what, that's what you do is, is really help people embrace There's you know, sort of life after corporate, if you will. But yeah, I think, I think we grieve on a couple different levels and we need to just give ourselves permission to have that space so that we can move forward without carrying that. Right. Um, and, and then when we do decide that, Hey, you know what? I, I don't necessarily want to work for anybody else anymore. I'm going to give, I'm going to give it a shot working for me. Um, I think that can be a real space of power then. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think that, um, I mean, I've worked with people on all stages of their career, you Mm -hmm. know, people who've worked for an organization for 30 years and have been laid off. 
because they're the most expensive employee at that time, mm-hmm. right? So they're restarting, like looking for a job after 30 years of never having to do that it can be a really big challenge, yeah. but they really learn to believe in themselves and to just see the, see the opportunities out there. Yeah. So it's always an exciting beginning. Yeah. And it, and, and, you know, when you do that from a space of feeling like you're ready, I think that's mm-hmm. some of the most important pieces you have to really feel ready and clear in order to do that. You're nodding. So you agree with me in that sense. I love that. I love that. Okay. And so now, now you really help others find their way into, you know, starting and really accelerating their own business. Yes. Yeah. So I have a program where I help people launch a business or people who have just started you know, get their business um, a little bit more organized Mm. and sorted out. So when I first started my business, I feel like that was the biggest struggle. Like I never really figured out a target market. I didn't really have a marketing plan. I just kind of threw everything out there to see what would stick. And so I really, I I think that that's the most important part because I even set up at the beginning. I think I could have I mean, I grew pretty fast, but I think I could still have like, you know, it could have grown in a different way, in a more sustainable way, rather than in a way where I was burning myself out trying to build this business. And so I really think that um, this first, this program that I'm running is really going to help people to build a business that they, they're not going to burn out from, that they're going to be able to long-term grow a business. And then if they ever want to transition into a different area, it will be easy to do so. You know what? And I love that because although I work with small business owners that are slightly further along in the process, one of the things that I personally have experienced and I hear from my clients as they get ready, they're at an inflection point and are ready to really scale their business is having a solid foundation is crucial. And of course, for many of us, as I'm an accidental entrepreneur, I have no business running a business. You don't know what you don't know. And so if you can find a program and a space where you can start to really understand all of the most important pieces in your business and set those up from an organized way, I I, I do believe that that is a great foundation to then build on top of. So I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think that, um, I know you're probably, I'm going to preset you up for your question that mm. you're going to ask, but I think the biggest mistake that I made as a business owner in the beginning was just not having boundaries. Yeah, I said yes to everything. I didn't have a clear direction. I was just like, you want me to do that? Yeah, I can do that. And then I just wasted all this extra time, um, you know, spreading myself thin instead of becoming an expert in one thing. And so over like this year has really been a focus year for me where I'm really focusing on like on the one thing and really trying to, uh, you know, build a more sustainable business where I'm not saying yes to everything. But, you know, it's so funny because when you decide to do that, all these other opportunities pop up that are just like completely out in left field. And you have to know, you have to be strong enough in your confidence to say no to these really potentially viable opportunities to work with other people or to try this other thing. Whereas like the shiny object syndrome, right? You really need to stay focused on what you're good at rather than, you know, pursuing all these other opportunities. 100%, 100%. No, I love it. And, and I, uh, yes, you're right. We will get to that mistakes and missteps later. Uh, but I, I think for so many of us, we are, um, we are so passionate and we see so much potential 
that it is without some guidance and some coaching, uh, it is hard to stay focused uh, on you know, one or two things that you can really go deep and be expert at and, and really be known for because you just see potential everywhere, right? Uh, and it's exciting, but it's also distracting. So I really, really love that. You'll have to come up with a second one when I actually ask you the question. Um, <laughs> there's lots. Um, we're going to talk in just a moment about those pieces, but right now uh, we're going to transition to talk about Steph's leadership style because that's that's really important when we are starting, building, or ready to accelerate a business. So Steph's taken my leadership style quiz. You can take the very same one. There's a link in the show notes. There's also a, a button on the homepage. So you can go to highvoltageleadership.ca. You can take the quiz right now. And the button says, take the quiz. It really only takes a few moments. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to give you a little bit of insight and information about how you show up as a leader. And then I'm also going to send you some of my top tips so that you can really be a more effective and impactful leader, whether you're a business of one or you have a team of 50. Um, so Steph, tell us what's your leadership style and what, what's your reflection on that? What does that mean to you? Yeah, so my leadership style was a supporting leadership style, Love which is pretty accurate. Yeah. I have led staff in the past at the jobs that I've worked with, sure. and I tend to, you know, sit with them and coach them and, you know, yeah. mentor them and work together as a team. That's yeah. really important to yeah. me. I do like to get my hands dirty, so I'm yeah. happy to be in there doing stuff as well. Sure. Um, currently, I'm a business of one with a future of definitely having staff on board. Yeah. But I think that the that leadership style reflects whether you have staff or not yes. because it shows how you show up in your business. It shows how you show up in your life. Yeah. And so I really believe in supporting my clients and just working with them um, together and not just me dictating or telling them what they need to do, but working together to help find solutions that work best for them and for Love their it. life because everyone's situation is different. Yeah. I mean, one of my more recent clients, she um, is staying at home with three kids. Her husband works full time. And they real, she really only has like one or two nights to dedicate to starting a business. And yeah. she was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And she's like, people want to meet with me. And I know I can't meet with them. And I was like, yes, you can. You just open your office hours only on the one night that you want to open office hours. And if yeah. they want to work with you, they have to figure it out. And so just finding solutions that work around your schedule and around your priorities because she yeah. doesn't want to take time away from her kids. So. Okay. So I love that you brought that up because I think one of the most important things we can do as a small business owner, um, and, and it's, it's a foundational piece that you really have to think about when you first start is what is it that you care about most as an individual, as a human being, what's key, what is key for you? And then you can figure out how your business operates in order to honor and protect that. You, you talked about boundaries earlier. But if you aren't clear on what you really value and care about the most, how do you create a boundary around it? So get that clarity. If your family, if family is an important value, if taking care of your family is one of the most important things to you, then you can figure out how your business fits around that. And as your family changes, so can your boundaries. Like it, it really is that simple to say it can be a little bit more difficult to figure out, but once you nail it, you nail it. And you just continue to be aware and to work on it and to build the business in order to serve that. 
Like, I, I love that. I think that that is such a great point. And, and I love that, you know, even though you're a business of one, being a supporting leader to your clients, to consultants that I'm sure you work with to do a variety of things in your own business. That's, I mean, that's beautiful, right? Yeah. And I think, I think it really comes down to figuring out your why that you're in business. So when 100%. I first started my business, my why was just to replace my income, which is like, had a lot of emotional value to it. I needed to make money so we could live. And so that was my why. But when I achieved that goal, I never really yeah. rethought my why for business. I kind of just like coasted on that why and I just stayed there. And then I really noticed my business getting stagnant. And so really rethinking your why and making sure that that has an emotional attachment and an emotional value in your life, whatever it is, if it's to, you know, provide for your family, to leave a legacy, to yeah. support other people and inspire them. Whatever your why it is, it will make a huge difference to you getting up and staying motivated in your business every day. Yeah, I, I, I love what you highlighted there. So I, I say all the time, money isn't a value, it's a metric. Money's how you met one, one of only one of about a gajillion different ways you can measure success. Let's be clear about that. It's only one. The tricky is in a lot of ways we are told that it is the most important way to measure success. Um, and the, that in, the, in reality, it's not. Um, the time that you get with your family, the presence that you have when you're with them, those are measures of success. The joy that you feel when you get to take your kids to the park on a Thursday afternoon and watch them play. Like those are more impactful measures of success. And they're also, I think, things we want to bring into that purpose, into that why. If our why is just to make money, I think your point is really correct. That's going to get old real soon, right? And it's not going to measure your true impact is the, is the tricky part, right? Mm -hmm. I think it can be valuable at the beginning, when you're really just building but after that like it's not going to take long to reach your goal there and then you're going to need a new you're going to need a purpose that really makes a difference for you well and in those months because when we start a new business i mean some months are great and other you know we're a bit on the roller coaster if that's your purpose those lean months it's going to be hard to figure out why you're still doing it so i love i love this idea of like how can you make that bigger so that you can really assess your impact on, on yourself and on, you know, the people that you work with and your family that you want to serve. I, I really love that step. Um, okay. So I want to go back to this place of things, things where you've, you know, where you've made missteps, where you've screwed it up, where you wish you could go back and do it differently and what you've really learned. Cause I, I, I always think there's something so beautiful there. Yeah, well, now I have to think of a second one. Right? Yeah, so. sorry. You you did the spoiler. Like, just to be clear, that's on you. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing at the beginning of my business was, like, my confidence was really tied oh, to, yes. you, yeah. know, building, um, you know, building my business. Yeah. I was so afraid to post online because oh, I thought, yeah. like, the nobody that followed me was going to care so much. <laughs> And I just put so much weight into all this stuff right at the beginning, yeah. right? Like I, I made my first Instagram post and I sent it out to all my friends and I was so nervous about it. And I immediately got a response that was like, there's a typo in your post. Oh, I was like, oh, I was like so devastated. 
cycle of my post, I'd be like, oh, shoot, and I'd fix it and move on. It wouldn't yeah. be a big deal. But, like, I think there was just so much <laughs> yes. emotion tied up in this. And when the months were highs and lows, yes. it was really hard for me. Yes. Whereas now, like, I can kind of, you know, I'm more used to it. I can yeah. ride the highs and lows. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I understand <laughs> that there's good months and, yeah. you know, December tends to not be a great month. <laughs> January is yeah. a really good one. Right? <laughs> And the summer's a little slower and the spring's a little fat. Like, yes. Okay. So I love this commentary around just really being grounded and having confidence that you know what you're doing and you are an expert at it and you have incredible value to add. I think everyone that listens to this show needs to hear that. So thank you for saying that. I love that. Yeah. And it goes to show though, that you don't have to be confident when you start. No, like I was probably the least confident person in the world. I would say in the past year, I got my nose pierced, shaved half my head, and started actually buying clothes that I liked. So look at you. You know, it just takes some time to get there, right? To have that confidence in yourself, and I really believe that being a business has helped me build that confidence. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I think you know, um, and I don't know who said this, so I'm stealing it, and I can't attribute it, but like. You need to, you need to be clear that what you have to offer is truly valuable. If, if, if you believe that enough to start a business, then you need to continue to believe in that. You need to repeat that to yourself, like almost hourly <laughs> when you first start your business, right? And not sharing that and not talking about that and not being honest about what you're awesome at and not confidently standing in that is doing a disservice to the rest of us, right? You have to let your light shine because we all need to see it. And I think that that is something that every new female entrepreneur absolutely needs to hear. Write it on your mirror, put a sticky on your monitor, like whatever you need to do. So I really, that that's so important, Steph. So important. Well, I think that, People often are hesitant to start a business because even like when I decided to start that business coaching program, you know, there's tons of business coaches out there, Sure. right? Like if you really dive into it, when you create a biz, a traditional business plan, they're like, write out who your competition is. (laughs) I look at that section of a business plan. I don't actually see other business coaches as my competition Mm. because we each have something different to offer. Beautifully said. People are going to relate to me differently than they're going to relate to you differently than they're going to relate to someone else. Yes. I was listening to a podcast today and they were like, this is the, can you believe they said this on the podcast? This is the hardest time in the world to start a podcast because everyone has one. And I was like, I actually don't really agree with that because I think that everyone's going to relate to someone in a different way. Like, I like to listen to Mel Robbins, and one of my friends does not like to listen to Mel Robbins. Right. Like, can right. you believe that? Mel Robbins is, like, super popular. There's, yeah. like, millions of downloads yeah. every week. Yeah. But not everyone relates to her, and I think that goes to show that everyone, there is space for everyone in any field that you want to be in. And I think, I've followed Mel Robbins since before she wrote her first book. So, I love her. And I think she would say, I'm not for everyone, and nor do I wish to be. Like that is super cool. If I am not for you, go find someone who helps you feel courageous and motivated. And like, you have a beautiful thing to share with the world, whatever that is, go find someone you do resonate with. Like she would fully embrace that, but you're right. This podcast isn't for everybody. 
Um, but quite frankly, I don't do it because I want it to make money or I want to be Joe Rogan or Mel Robbins or Brene Brown. I do it. I don't want to be Joe Rogan. Um, not in a million years. I would. Yeah. Anyways, um, I, I do it because it gives me joy. I do it because I love these conversations. I get to speak with incredible women like you, Steph. Um, and I get to share these conversations and the beautiful insights and wisdom with other women and the occasional man that listens. Welcome to the show. Um, but do it because it truly fulfills you. It honors those values that you and I have talked about. That's why you got to do it. Can I also say you don't have to quit your job and start a business. You can, you can start a side hustle, right? And that, I think that's key. And that's what you help people do. And I love that. Oh, for sure. I would actually not recommend. (laughs) Yes. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) It was only because I was laid off that that kind of fell into that and just decided to go for it. Um, But yeah, I mean, starting a side hustle is a great way to make it more sustainable for the long term and not be so stressed about the money side of things at the beginning. 100%. Because I was very stressed about that at the beginning. So to be able to have that consistent income is a great way to be able to build something on the side that you can then scale to a place where you can quit your job if that's your goal. But not everyone wants to do that and that's fine too. Yeah. Uh, That, you know what, if you've got a day job that you really love, you can run the business part-time. Um, and if you do it right, it won't even take you that much time, which I love, or you can gradually extricate yourself from the corporate universe and slowly move yourself into your business full-time. Um, and it can be a beautiful thing, but it's gotta be about what's right for you. Um, and isn't that the most important part stuff? Absolutely. I mean, if you're doing it for someone else, you're never going to stick to it. Yeah. You got to do it for the right reasons. Like, isn't that important? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I totally love that. And I love, again, I love this idea of you got to have the right foundations in place because I think that's another important lesson, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Foundation is really important. I think that when I think that this is like a common theme for a lot of entrepreneurs mm. who don't have a good foundation at the beginning is they work super hard. They have a successful business, but then they burn themselves out Yeah, and then they have to rethink their whole strategy, which is what happened to me. And I know it's happened to other podcast people on your, that you've had. So it's just, like, I was uh, just going to say that having that foundation is so important. So you don't experience the burnout. Don't have to rethink and relearn everything all over again. Yes. We were just talking about this before we, we, uh, hit record. One of the other guests that was on uh, fairly recently talked about, you know, scaling her business so quickly. And that does happen. You scale your business. The business grows sort of unbeknownst to you. Like you just really don't, you don't plan it. You don't control it. It just does it. And the problem with not having the right foundations is that it grows like a bad weed is what my father would say. Right. And so suddenly what you find is it's taken over your life. Um, and that, that to me is actually something that I, I really, I I absolutely hate to see happen to female entrepreneurs is that their business grows beyond their capability. Um, and they don't reach out for help. And, And let me, let me say that that's another great lesson here. There is a whole ecosystem to help you. And it's not shameful and it's not bad and it's not terrible. 
for you to put your hand up and say, I've, I've got a business that's grown exponentially and I, I cannot get my arms around it anymore. I need help. There are people like Steph and I out here that are ready to help you figure it out so that it can work and make sense and still make money. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's, that's super important. I think reaching out for help is probably one of my weakest things. And it's one of the things that I do the most. I do the most now, right? I have my hand up because I'm in that club too. <laughs> yep, 100%. Just people can see things in a different way, right? When they look into your life, into your problem, yeah. they can just see things from a third-party perspective yeah. that maybe you wouldn't be able to see when you're feeling the emotions and you're right in the situation. So That beautifully said. You need... Um, you can't read the label from inside the bottle, right? No, it's true. Like if you think, and I always think about like a Heinz 57 ketchup bottle, like the glass one, you cannot read the label from inside the bottle. You actually need, you need those, that external perspective. You need feedback that no one is going to give. Like if you have a team, your team's not going to give you that. You, they, you write their paychecks. If it's just you, you have no one to give you that feedback. You actually really need that. Um, and you need to find the right person. Um, and uh, so so that I think is absolutely, look it, there's been like 18 lessons come out of this conversation. <laughs> this is what happens when two coaches get together. Um, yeah. But I think that that's actually really important. You, you need that feedback. You need that external perspective. Um, and you don't have to suffer alone. You can ask for help. It's very courageous to do that. It isn't weakness, it's courage. Um, and, and there's folks like Steph and I out here, uh, that are ready, ready to help you and, and get you back on track if you need it. Yeah. Steph, I, I don't know if they're like, we've dropped like 18 truth bombs here today. Thank you so much. This has been really a wonderful conversation. Thank you for sharing your story. Cause there's a lot of really personal feelings and emotions, you know, sort of wrapped up in your journey. And, and I really, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing that really bravely. Yeah. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so. Oh, it's absolutely been my pleasure. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I sure hope you enjoyed listening as much as I did hosting this conversation. And if you did enjoy today's episode, would you do me a favor? Would you give the episode a five-star review and share it with all of your friends? I would really appreciate that. I've got a goal to impact a thousand female founders. And with your help, we can really amplify this message. Thanks again for being a part of the show. And don't forget to connect with me and all of my guests on Instagram at High Volt Leadership. We'll see you next Friday.